Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording from our 2021 Elul Learning Series. We are going to talk about um, comings and goings. Um, and when I was asked whether I was free um, to teach on this specific date, I was still in Europe visiting family, as you can maybe hear. I have an accent from Germany, which is where my family lives. And um, I hadn't seen them in three years, so I was finally went to see them. And I came back just um, a few days ago. So because I was traveling, um, I felt very drawn to that one line from um, Kitavo, which is one of those blessings and also potential curses um, that we can benefit or befall that can befall us um, depending on how we um, act and behave. Um, and it is, um, I'm just going to quote it before we're looking at it into in context. Um, blessed shall you be in your comings and blessed shall you be in your goings. So um, this is a line from Kitavo and um, the whole shiur is structured around that. Um, I'm going to share my screen so that we can look at... Everyone sees the screen. Can someone nod or say yes? Okay, great. Um, oh, actually also... I'm going to do that later because I would have to unshare again. Um, I'm going to put the link to the um, source sheet in, in the chat so that, that you can have it um, and keep it. Um, this is actually um, a symbol of, um, for those who you do not know, I will not say it yet because we are going to have it at the end. This is where this leads to. Um, wonderful. So here are the first six lines from... Um, from the chapter in Kitavo, from the chapter 28 in Deuteronomy. Um, if someone would maybe like to read, um, all the, just the English is fine, um, that would be great. I'll read it. Thank you. Now, if you obey the Lord your God to observe faithfully all his commandments, which I enjoin upon you this day, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings shall come with you, upon you, and take effect. If you will but heed the word of the Lord your God, blessed are you, be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you issue of your shall be the issue of your womb, the produce of your soil, and the offspring of your cattle, the calving of your herd and the lambing of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be in your comings, and blessed. Shall you be in your goings? Thank you very much. Um, so this is this memorable scene when half the tribes are standing on Mount Ebal and the other half of the tribes in Mount Gedirim and the um, Levites are proclaiming um, all the potential outcomes of certain behaviors. Um, so if you follow um, the commandments um, that you have received, then you will be blessed um, in, in, in a long list of which is this only a short excerpt of and everything else will be turned around if you don't and then you will be cursed in all of that. Um, so um, this is also as the people are, as we know, on the Torah timeline, the Israelites are about to enter the land and to cross the Jordan. So um, Moses is repeating all the all, all the teachings um, and um, I want to look um 
at some of what the classic commentators um, are saying, because after all, I am a rabbinical student, um, not too far in the process. And um, I'm obviously immediately wondering what might Rashi say, um, but also what might his friends in Mikot Gedolot say. But um, I also want to look at, at other things later on, but we're going to start with that. But before we're going to start with that and to look at those commentaries, I would like to ask um, the sages of today, you here in the audience, what you might understand um, under coming and going. Um, what comes up for you when you when you hear that? And what do you think would a coming and going potentially refer to? Um, and actually, I would like to ask you to think about it for a moment. And I'm going to also stop the share and um, type your answer in the chat box, but don't um, hit send yet. Only hit send um, all together when I ask you to, and um, then we can look at a few answers from you. So um, coming and going, blessed will you be, um, blessed shall you be in your comings and in your goings. What do you think? Um, or what is it for you? What do you understand for yourself under comings and goings? I feel like I missed something. Was I supposed to be writing something? Um, I was asking um, everyone to think about for a, a, a moment what um, comings and goings m means for them, not necessarily what it's potentially supposed to mean in, in Torah, but when you hear blessed shall you be in your comings and in your goings, how, how do you understand that? And just some associations, uh, just a short, just short, just a few words. And I heard some typing, which has stopped. So I'm assuming most people have something in the chat box to send along. And um, Donna, if if you're ready, um, we can we can. Or if you, if nobody, no pressure. If nobody can think of anything, that's fine too. Um, just and hit send. All right. So I'm going to look at the chat. And Joanna says, "Every coming means you are also leaving somewhere." And every leaving means that you're also coming somewhere else. A blessing to handle the transition well. Yeah. Coming into new places, Denise Berger. Coming into new places and situations. Leaving behind things that haven't always been where I wanted to be. And by our coming and going from Yerushalayim. Yes. When I leave my home or anywhere I may be and when I return, have I attended to and obeyed the mitzvot? That is interesting. Um, I mean, everything else is interesting too. Can you can you elaborate on this, please, a little bit? Would you like to, Karen? What mitzvot, which mitzvot are you referring to? Any that would come up as I am traveling back and forth. A homeless person. A was I kind to everybody? Did what you know? What did I do that was my work on earth from God? So it could potentially be um, a brother coming and going, like coming into this world and leaving this world, or is it, or mm -hmm. just leaving your home when you're on the journey? Yeah, or my office or anything else, just leaving here or in a plane going to visit my sister in New York or right Central Park, New York, as I can see. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for sharing. It's interesting how how there is. Um, in your answers, how there is a, the, a circular notion I find in the coming also means means leaving and coming back and um, fulfilling commandments, going and coming, going up um, to to Yerushalayim, 
and um, and leaving and leaving behind things, and maybe by by leaving behind things that um, haven't been where I wanted them to be, maybe having a chance to to do it again and to get to that other point. And leaving home and so glad to be home after travels. Yes, we are going to look quickly later um, in, in a specific prayer that has to do with that. Um, so, so now I'm going to thank you so much. Um, a lot of those answers um, are echoed in some of the um, commentators that we're going to, to look at and um, going to go back to screen share. This is what I've called the sages suite. And um, we're beginning with Rashi, and I'm happy to just read it. Um, let me just get this down here. Um, so, so you'll see that some of the answers that the commentators gave really reflect and resonate and echo um, some of the thoughts that you that you have shared. So Rashi um, says that, and this is why I got a little ahead. Um, uh, Karen, um, when I was asking, because I, I heard a little bit of what I knew um, Rashi was saying, um, because he says that the coming and going refers to thy departure from this world. May thy, may thy, may thy, may your departure from this world be as sinless as your coming into this world. So may may you die basically free of sin, just as you are being born free of sin. Um, and. Um, I um, added the um, the uh, commentary um, on the super commentary on Rashi Shifte Chachamim um, to that because he's saying something very interesting. I find which which we will also find reflected in later in in some of the other places where we find this line about comings and goings um, because it is it is it is strange, right? All of you mentioned the leaving of a place which would be more um, the going out. But the verse starts with, may you be blessed in your, in your coming, which comes first and, and not the leaving. So it's, it's the other, it's reverse. It's the other way around. So Sifte Chachamim writes um, Rashi's proof for his interpretation of that. It refers to coming into this world and leaving this world free from sin um, is that it is written at your arrival and only afterwards at your departure. Whereas the way of the world is to first depart from a house and afterwards to arrive back home. And we're actually also going to see that this order is different um, later on. And um, we don't have to look at all these other things, but the other question that we might also wonder in our faith where the sin is not so much of a of a thing um but of course it it, it hovers um it hovers there as, as well um but so um Sifte Chachamin is asking so you might ask how do we explain the verse dealing with the curse where it's also written first cursed are you upon your rival since over there one cannot say like your arrival into the world with sin so he raises this um this this um this conflict um and he also further asks, um, what sin could a newborn baby possibly commit? And um, his answer is, is interesting. Um, he says, the answer is that the Holy One visits the sin of fathers onto sons. And we do come across that. Um, I'm 
I, I didn't look up, um, I should have, um, I didn't look up where exactly it comes up. Often when there is this threat, right? If you behave, um, if you follow my, instru- my, my, my commandments, um, you will be blessed into the thousands generation, whereas the iniquities of the parents are going to be visited upon the fourth, until the fourth generation or something like that. Um, much more has been said about this. It seems to me that one can answer this question in conjunction with what they said in chapter Hamapelet in Nida, um, which I heard was uh, mentioned earlier. Um, and Hamapelet is discrimination. Um, to what can an embryo be compared in its mother's womb? To a folded tablet. Um, and they teach it the entire Torah and so on and so forth. There is this, um, there is this um, idea that an, in in the womb, we are being taught the entire Torah, and when we um, when we are being birthed, um, we have forgotten all about it, which is why we're having this thing here um, because an angel is putting the finger on our on on, on our lips. Um, so then, regarding this, it says, "Cursed are you upon your rival." That just as you are caused to forget the entire Torah at birth, so too cursed are you upon your departure as you will also forget all the Torah that you learn in this world. And the beginning of a person's judgment is, were you involved in Torah learning? So there's another cyclical um, cyclical um, moment right there. And um, I just wanted to share this um, as an addendum. Another answer is that a person's arrival in this world is with wailing because it is usual for a baby to cry when it emerges into the air of the world. So too, when he departs the world, it will also be with wailing. And this is a bad sign for him, as it says in Ketubot 103b, someone who dies while laughing, it is a good sign for him. While wailing, it is a bad sign. And then he says, this is easy to understand, so it seems to me, um, which is um, which is maybe not as easy to understand, but um, it is um, definitely elucidating um, Rashi's take so um, I personally often don't intuitively align with Rashi because sometimes he is a little bit too out there um, for my more sort of rational <laughs> take on things. Um, so I was very, I was very um, grateful um, to, to, to see this um, comment, uh, this, this comment from Sifte Chachamim and wanted to share it with you um, um, because because I think it does actually really contextualize this Rashi's take on what is coming and going um, in very 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 well. Um, the other person, um, the other commentator I want to look at is um, Abraham Ibn Ezra, a commentator from Spain, um, who is often way more down to earth um, and um, way more matter of fact. And um, if someone would just like to read maybe this short um, excerpt from Ibn Ezra, I can make it a little larger. If that helps, that would be great. I'm happy to read. Thank you. When thou goest out to celebrate festivals, the three pilgrimage festivals, to engage in business, when you travel a great distance on business, and to take spoil when you go out to war or in all your daily comings and goings. In your mundane affairs, its meaning is you shall be successful in all that you do. The reverse is written in the curses. 
Thank you very much for reading. Um, so um, again, um, if we remember the answers in the chat, um, we we do see um, also the, um, Ibn Ezra echoed, echoed in there um, in, in what Karen was also saying about basically in everything, when I leave my office, when I go to the airport, um, you know, when I go to the supermarket, but all my mundane comings and goings. And um, what will be um, interesting to keep in mind is also Ibn Ezra's um, uh, mention of the three pilgrimage festivals. Um, we'll look at this just in a bit. Um, here right now, also, obviously, this was a big going to, and the other, I, I, I forget where, who it was, but I know someone, I think Barbara was it, who put um, the going and coming to Yerushalayim. So um, this is exactly, this is exactly that. Um, so a thousand years later, and we are having the same sort of associations with what is coming and going. Um, and going to to Yerushalayim was obviously a huge, big endeavor. It wasn't easy, and um, there were scorpions and and highway robber men and all sorts of other all sorts of other dangers on the road for um, a, a pilgrim who was um, making their way to to to, to Jerusalem. So um, the hope to be blessed and and to to get there safely and to come back safely is obviously a big concern. Not even to mention also obviously the hope to be able to do the mitzvah um, while they're leaving, which is again something that came up um, in in our chat. So um, so this was that. And then there is one thing that did not come up, um, but then maybe because um, we are living. Not necessarily, sadly, in, in different times, but maybe we don't have our mindset so much to that. So Hiskuni, another um, French commentator, says that it refers to coming home from war and um, after having gone out to battle. Um, so um, that's another that's another thing that I just wanted to share with you. And let me see. Right. So I'm going to just in there. Um, so um, before we move on, I just wanted to give um, any, everybody the chance to say anything like um, things that came up with the, um, when looking at the commentators or questions for clarifications. I, I read the Sifte Chachamin quite fast. So if there's something that, that you wanted to revisit, just please let me know. All right. So we move on. Can I, can I just, it's not really a question, it's just a comment. Um, but one of the things that I find so interesting about this phrase is that the blessing is on both, right? The blessing is on the coming and on the going. But if you think about it as circular, then you would be in constant mode of blessing, which I think is really interesting um, because if I leave my house to go somewhere else, I say a blessing leaving and then I say a blessing upon arriving and there's very few moments in between that I wouldn't be saying a blessing. Um, and maybe that's why for Tefillah HaDerech, you don't do it until 30 minutes into the road, right? So that it's not like actually upon, upon, um, departure, but, but once the journey has actually begun. But I just had never thought about that before in terms of the, um, kind of blanket of blessing that's supposed to be happening if, if it is to be cyclical, uh, that they would just never stop. Those blessings would never stop because you're always coming and you're always going somewhere. Yes, I love that. I love that. Thank you for thank you for sharing, um, Rashad. Um, 
I want to um, look at a few other um, uh, a few other places in our tradition, um, prayer mostly, um, where we um, come across this um, this line. Um, and before we look at the at the um, Tefilat Haderech, I wanted us to listen to a beautiful um, version of um, Shia Lamalot of Tehillim 121, um, which is. Um, um, part of the 15 songs of ascent. So the Psalms 120 to 134 um, are considered a group of the psalms that belong together and that they were often sung by pilgrims making their way up to Yerushalayim. Um, also by the Levites in the temple as they were ascending um, towards the as they were ascending um, stairs in the in the temple, which were 15, from what I read up, I have um, I I don't want to share too much because I just read this up on myself by myself, so I'm not sure how how accurate this is, but it is definitely accurate that they are considered pilgrimage songs. 15 and um, 121 is one of the more um, I think famous ones, and um, we're going to listen to to four minutes of music and um, hold on. But before I do that, because I want you to be able to follow along. So I'm going to copy this in the chat. If it works, why doesn't it work? Hold on. Give me a second. This is the moment that I was dreading. This is copied. So it should go in there. It doesn't what we've all done this, so you're <laughs> not alone. <laughs> the weird thing is I can't it doesn't go. Um Do you want to send it to me and I can try it? Yes. I'm going to actually what I'm going to do because maybe I can just send it to you. Yeah. No, I can't I think it's the copying that doesn't work. So um, this is too long for me to type. So type I am it, going. Type it directly into the chat. Directly, don't don't do it. It's too. It's. I wanted to. I have the whole. Um, I have the whole. Um, um, oh, it's because it's too long. That's why it won't copy and paste. Because it's too uh, many words. So try to do it stanza by stanza. Okay. Okay. That's a, a learning moment. I'm sorry for the delay, but we will have the pleasure of listening to the song and I think that'll make up for it. Yes. This is, this, this is the thing. This was the reason. Yeah. I don't know why zoom has it that way, but it is, it is a thing that you can't do as much text as you want. Okay. But I can do more than one. So I'm hoping that it doesn't take too long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This should, this should be it. Yes. Thank you. Um, so this is the, these are the words. And um, now I'm going to share. I have to share sound. Why is this not working? This is now, this is, I don't understand why, because I'm clicking on my, on the link with, that says Google, Chrome, Shir Lamalot, and it doesn't, Show me. I don't know. Who's it? Who's it by? Here it is. But don't you do you see it? No. It's by Joseph Perduno. 
just see if I... Oh, it's, it's in the chat, but this is obviously not what I wanted. Um, but I did want to share it. Share. Here it is. I don't know why it didn't happen. It didn't work. Here it goes. Sorry. Do you hear? Um, but it was fading out. <laughs> okay, I will definitely work on um, these technical skills. But I, I hope you enjoyed. This, I hope you enjoyed the song. It's, I, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a melody that's heard often. But um, I think it's, it's very beautiful, and that it's just a nice way on reflecting. That's why I wanted to share it around in the half of our class, um, reflecting on the, on the coming and going. Um, right, and as we have. Um, as we've maybe noticed, um, but I also want to point out that in, in this in, in this in this case it is reversed. It is the tetra is comes first um, already, and um, the voicha is 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 second because now we are um, really dealing with leaving the house first, leaving a place, um, and 
hoping to come back um, safe, which is the same um, as in the traveler's prayer. Um, and we can just like quickly look at it. I um, didn't type everything up. I just took a, I just took a picture. Uh, this is the Koran Sidur. Here you see, you know, may the Lord guard you going out and your return from now and for all time. And it says, Adonai um, um, which is exactly the line as we see here from um, from Psalm 121. And it is interesting um, that it echoes this hope. And this is sort of like also what um, Rabbi Schatz mentioned. I find um, that there, that there may be a constant blanket of blessings, which sort of means that, um, that may God guard us um, all the time in whatever we're doing. And um, which then is reflected here also in that at the end of the, the Tefillat Hadera, we are actually having the, um, the Birkat Kohanim, which express that, um, idea and that hope, right? Um, which, um, isn't necessarily going and coming, but it sort of like continues this thought that we have, that we have talked about and seen, um, in those in those texts. Um, so Rabbi Schatz, this, this, this constant blessing and being guarded is for me is, is basically this, what you were saying in, is in the structure. Um, so I see Karen has her hand up and I'm going to stop the share. You may... That's the blessing. That's the blessing that I taught, tell my kids every Friday. Yes. Right. Yes. That, that 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 is the blessing also that parents say they give, give their children um, on Friday nights. That is correct. Yes. Correct. Any any other questions or comments? So um, as I said, um, one of the reasons why I was focusing or am focusing on this on this line um, for this teaching from from this very very long um, Parsha Kitabo where we could like focus on all sorts of different things, but um, also because because I've been thinking how how there are two main maybe almost archetypical comings and goings in our Jewish history context in our Jewish like journey um, as it as as it were right there's there's this one big going which is the Exodus and um, there's this one big coming which is um, the coming of the Israelites into into the land. Um, and how this is, how this is also s- circular, right? Because the moment, um, that is about to happen on the Torah timeline, um, when Joshua leads the Israelites into the land, um, this is not the first time that some of our, some ancestors are entering that very same land. Um, it, they have been there before. Um, Karen, another question. I was just thinking about before I came to Temple Bethon, I was an unlearned Jew and I came to Bethon and now I'm a forgetful Jew, but I used to know a lot more, but I have taken on rituals and so on and so forth. So it was like a spiritual journey of leaving and coming, an empty space and a full space. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm hoping also that I will be blessed in filling even more knowledge at, um, over the, the time in, in, in Bethlehem. And I, I have a feeling that might happen um, because with learning with all of you together um, is, um, is great. Um, so, um, so yes, so in terms of the cyclical coming and going and, and at the same time also this, which is also a very linear process, right? Because, because one could say there's, there's the secular, uh, cyclical, um, coming and going. Um, and at the same time, though, of course, there is, there is one direct linear goal, right? From the Exodus, from Egypt to the promised land, to the land of Canaan, um, um, which is the big goal, uh, coming. Um, and um, I have been talking a lot about this cyclical um, thing and the coming and going, and has, it, it has come up um, a bit. And the reason why, why I've been thinking about this actually happened, I was inspired by it in a class um, at Ziegler last year, in my first year, when we were looking at like several, several like milestones in, 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 in the Torah, um, uh, in, in the whole, in, 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 several books and one of them was in um Parshat Vayeshev which obviously is way back um in the beginning from where we are right now but um it is interesting because what i learned there was that um there's another rashi commentary comment commentary on this line that um Jacob was dwelling dwelling in the land sitting in the land um where his fathers had sojourned and um the commentators are like abound about this line. And um, there's also obviously a Rashi um, who's giving like a long reason for why that is and why this is written. So, but um, the thing that I found interesting and also interesting in our context that we've been talking about here is that um, he uses the word um, for the, he says the Torah goes on and explains all the events that happened until this very moment when Jacob is settled in the land. And the, the Hebrew that, that, that Rashi is using um, is Gilgulai, Gilgulai Sibatam. So he's talking about Gilgulai is turning, rollings. So he's talking about, he's, he's calling it the rollings and turnings of the reasons for these various settlements. And um, I'm actually going to, to, sh- to share that. I wanted to, you to show that. Where is it? Um, oh, I have it in my sheet, right here. So, um, as you can see, this is the long, it's, it's, it's an excerpt because the, this Rashi commentary is very long, but, um, this is what he is saying, all the, um, the events that until he settled down and the, the translation that's in Safaria calls it the events. But as I said, Rashi calls it, Kolegigulei Sibatam, the rollings, turnings of, of their settlement of the settlement's reasons. So all the Abraham coming into the land and there's a famine and then he has to leave and then, then they're in Egypt and then they come back again. And then, and then, well, Isaac is the one generation of the patriarchs that remains in the land. But then, but then Jacob obviously leaves, um, marries Rachel and Leah comes back and then, and then Joseph is being, you know, sold into, into, into slavery to, in, in, in Egypt and then the sons come up and bring Jacob so there is I mean this is happening like the, the, the Jacob has to leave again is coming after this this line of course but um so this is this is this is what is the the first generations and the first um 
instances of our ancestors in the land is a constant coming and going. And um, in a way, every year also at this time that we are in right now, we are always being asked to think about not like, not unlike on PESA when we are being think when we are asked to think about what it is like to, to, to leave Egypt. But I've always feel this year we are being asked to imagine what does it mean to come to a new place and to leave the place again and to return and to leave again. So um, that's why I found the cyclical um, aspect so interesting. And at the same time, I also find it interesting because the same, the, this route here, Gilgulay, is related to the world for the world for the word for wheel, uh, and um, uh, which is Galgal, and um, also the stone monument that um, the Israelites are being commanded to erect once they have uh, crossed the Jordan, and they are commanded to do this also in this week's parsha in Kitavo, um, is going to be erected at a place called Gilgal. So um, it is interesting that at the end of this, like, ultimately linear journey from Egypt to the land, we are finding a cyclical stone monument to be erected. And um, I just wanted to share with you this, this image. This is what we had in the beginning. Um, it's not the only um, of these um, stone monuments um, that can be found in Israel today. There are several, and Gilgal is sort of a, um, a technical term for that. But I did find it interesting um, to share that um, that this place, Gilgal, one of the first one of the first places um, we read about in the Book of Joshua, um, which is the first sort of like monument erected after the Israelites come into the land. So I I just thought this was very interesting. Um, how this fell together with coming and going and and um, and, and 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 our parsha. Um, so I'm looking at the time. We're having, we're having more time than I, than I thought we might have. But um, I did want to just open it up for a conversation. First of all, Denise, I see you've raised your hand. Um, so what I, want to, what I want us to do now is um, I, would like to, I would like you to think about what um, are your turnings and comings and goings. And um, what do you contemplate as 5,781 is leaving? And 5,782 is coming back, is coming. And we're having a whole secular year that continues. So, um, I'm happy to put that in the chat, um, and invite you to think about it. And, um, I would like to, Denise, uh, feel free to unmute yourself. Oh, I was just curious. Is that the mommy event that you showed? Is that actually, is that like an ancient thing there or has somebody put it up now? It is an ancient thing. It is an ancient aerial um, view, but it is not the one that um, would refer to somewhere the location that would be where the Israelites had crossed the Jordan. This is this is one is um, a more but well better preserved one, which is somewhere from the north of Israel. But it is an actual thing. Wow, cool. Okay, so I can I'm going to write these questions in the chat because. I know there are a lot, and and it's a lot here. Those are the three questions that I would like for us to um, to talk about. Um, 
um, in terms of like where it's full moon at all. Um, so it's um, two weeks left and, um, and uh, the, the returning and coming and going is for me is always a big, is a big thing. And especially often when we're on a school calendar that falls together often with this time of year. So, um, but you don't have to be in school or you don't have to be in rabbinical school to have these, these overlapping um, events um, around the time of, of, of Elul. So I want to invite you to think about what are the comings and goings that are on your mind um, right now? For sure. For sure, Karen. Yes. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that, how we thought we came out of something. I mean, this is how I, and when if I please correct me or add my interpretation of this COVID-related comment is that, yes, we thought we came out of something and now we are headed back. It's coming back. Um, and it's, we're in for another season, it seems, of Zoom hybrid meetings. Barbara? Well, I'm, I'm an old lady and I'm actually going to act like I'm a young person. By in, After the holidays, I'm going to be taking on a four-day-a-week full-time position in Modesto four days a week. I'm going to be doing a lot of comings and goings. I'm going to drive Sunday night to Modesto and Thursday night to Los Angeles so I can spend Shabbat with my daughter and my friends. Or That's maybe amazing. go visit my sister who's on this call one weekend. Who knows? I'm sort of new. To, first of all, congratulations on, on taking that on. That's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm, I've only been here for a year. Where's Modesto? Oh, Modesto is like four and a half hours north of here, uh, an hour or so south of uh, Sacramento. If you yes, I know, I know. Capital. Yes, and it's 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 east of San Francisco. I normally would go uh, west. I would go bypass. Modesto and head straight to the Bay Area because that's where I'm from mm-hmm. and where I would that way I could see my sisters. But I'm enjoying actually pretending that I'm young and seeing a whole bunch of patients and making some good money, too. That's amazing. Wonderful. And <laughs> I, I, I don't think you have to pretend to be young. It sounds very young. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. That sounds like an amazing new um, new chapter that is that is opening um, there. Great. Um, does anybody else would like to um, would like to share? Like the other question was, in what do you hope to be blessed as this year goes and a new one is coming? I mean, we all have obviously. I mean, I'm assuming Barbara in your in your new in your new endeavor, um, but we all hope to be blessed in something. If someone wants to share. Hmm. I think we all want to be blessed by the continued work of Rebecca Schatz, Rabbi Rebecca Schatz. That for sure. an amazing, amazing person who has given us these learning sessions for a year and a half almost now. And we want her to continue even when this stupid COVID goes away because she's a blessing to our synagogue. Yes, I'm very excited to be working with her. Well, the recent Barbara... Barb invited me to come to this is that I volunteered to do sort of a a mini part show. I'm one of five people in my Torah study in Berkeley, California, Mm -hmm. um, on this, on Kitavo. And the reason I volunteered is because I'm practicing because I, in in our age, when we went to school, we, uh, when we were young girls, we didn't, I never even thought about a bat mitzvah. 
It never came up. And I was talking to one of my old friends. And she re, she re, reiterated it never came up. Of course, Barb would say the same thing. But so I, out of the blue, I decided to go for my bat mitzvah April 2nd. So I thought it'd be good practice to, because I'm really haven't done that much Torah study in a long time um, to practice and present a little bit. Kudos to you. That's amazing. Are, what are you, are you focusing on something completely different and, well, than, than we did tonight? I read it to Barb the other night because you mentioned Exodus and yes. I found that, and my tutor had advised me when you do something, she likes to keep very positive. And when I read all the curses, it was like, Oh God, <laughs> God help me. And it was, it just didn't feel good. But when I saw the words, um, that, and I didn't really understand. And Barb taught me that this week about Deuteronomy sort of being a summary of the previous other four books, but I focused on Exodus. I focused on Passover mm. and, and, uh, I did clarify to my teacher sister, but I felt that seeing that those words that we've learned all our lives that, that we see in the Haggadah, um, was a good thing, and then I put a little blurb of my experience yeah. of Passover when I grew up. Thank you. I wish I could hear your devar. So we're going. We're giving both devars, um, or I should say, Dupay, um, um, both on on Saturday. So um, you in Berkeley and I at Betham. Well, I'm um, just one of five people presenting. Oh, but yes, but you're still presenting. So um, thank you. I'm, I'm curious, um, as we, as we are wrapping up, um, this sort of duality between cyclical and, um, like this returning of coming and going and at the same time taking place between these two sort of bookends, Exodus and, and, and entering the land, Aliyah ultimately, um, does that speak to you or did you, did you, did, did you see it differently? Have you other thoughts? Like I would be interested in, and hearing what came up for you, um, Joanna. I forgot where I read this. Some rabbi, <laughs> a contemporary rabbi, like I wish I could quote who said it, um, on a completely different topic, was talking about opposites and how sometimes opposites are not as opposite as they seem and created this visual image of like, you know, we, we often think of like, the two opposite extremes of a line. So take that line now and bring the two ends together because it was, often... The- it was Rabbi Adam Klickfeld and he was <laughs> quoting Rob Soloveitchik. <laughs> so there you go. Okay. <laughs> At least I was paying attention, even yeah, if I couldn't yeah. remember. I've just heard him say it many times, so I knew it was him. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um. So, so that image I find very powerful, right? Like that, you know, we often tend to think in terms of like dualities and opposites and, you know, the two things being far apart from each other, but they're actually not. And in that motion of bringing the ends together, in essence, what you're doing is creating that Gilgul, that circle. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think we find that in Judaism a lot, that what seems to be, what, what, what is a duality or differences, um, actually form one, right? I mean, the, the, one of, for me, the main things is, is the separation between, between the six days and Shabbat, um, um, between the, you know, Chol and Kadosh, but they only make, it, they only make it they only belong together not only together do they become actually the one meaning that that judaism has right it's just shabbat alone and, and 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 the six days alone don't create the world right so um so i find that a lot and um i i, I have not heard um rabbi Klickfeld, um say that yet um so this was um thank you for sharing this um it's a it was it's, it's a great it's a great thought um thank you the, just to put a like a point on on what rabbi Klickfeld you teaches is that if you think of a line and you think of, you know, zero on one end of the line and a hundred on the other end of the line or extremely cold on one end and really hot on the other. When you bring that line together as a circle, they actually touch. And mm-hmm. so how how is it that that very fine line that is that is the only part of that makes it a difference on either side? How do you not see them as completely separate on opposite spectrums, but actually touching um, and and more similar than different? And the thing that I was that I was going to share is that I think we just lived through really a year and a half. But if we're just talking about high holidays, a year of constant unknown of what's coming next, right? And a, a sermon that I'm brewing on is. This idea that 18 months ago, every time we said goodbye, it was very different than the way that we say goodbye now, um, because we don't we don't know. Now that we've lived through this pandemic, we have the ability to to think about what it was like to say goodbye to someone and then not see them for 11 months because mm-hmm. you weren't able to. And before the pandemic, we would have never thought of a simple goodbye that way obviously if someone is ill or whatever that's a whole different story but just saying goodbye to your grandparents or your best friend or whatever and and then assuming you would see them for the next holiday or the next shabbat and then all of a sudden your world is uh is separated from that so the idea of what what does it really mean to arrive somewhere um and what do those arrivals look like if it's if it's taking a long time after the after the leaving of something? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think I think this is even though maybe we we wish we didn't really have to continue thinking about it so much at this at this time. At the same time, it is a blessing maybe um, that we are that this phase that we are confronting with COVID again is happening around this time um because i think we can find a lot of i'm not you know hope uh, always sometimes may some people may be a little bit tired but at least you know reflections and insights and parallels that that help us sort of like put things into Mm. into perspective you have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from temple beth am a dynamic center for conservative judaism in los angeles If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.